damn, programmatic is hot. Yeah, it is hot. Dude, pass me a cold PBR, would you? Okay, number one, I wasn't talking about the temperature. And number two, PBR is a shitty beer. Time to upgrade to an IPA. Uh, Okay, my bad. Guessing you were talking about programmatic job advertising being hot. Yeah, that shit is everywhere and all the kids are doing it. I know, man, but there's only one company that's been doing it since 2007. Damn, 2007? Hey, man, what wife were you on in 2007? I was on number one. We don't talk about her. Focus, dude. I'm talking about Pando IQ from our friends at Pando Logic. Pando IQ's programmatic recruitment advertising platform helps employers source talent faster and more efficiently than ever thanks to predictive algorithms, machine learning, and AI. Buzzword overdose alert. Yeah, Pando is on the cutting edge of programmatic while being deeply rooted in the recruitment industry. Pando IQ provides an end-to-end programmatic job advertising platform that delivers a significant increase in job ad performance without any wasteful spending to maximize the ROI on your recruitment spend. And their AI-enabled algorithms use over 48 job attributes and more than 200 billion historical job performance data points to predict the optimal job advertising campaign. The machine does all that shit. That shit sounds expensive. Think again, Cheeseman. Pando IQ provides an end-to-end job advertising solution that delivers a significant increase in job ad performance without any wasteful spending. Sold. How do I get started? Go to pandologic.com to request a demo and tell them Chad and Cheese sent you. Ooh, they have a chat bot too that we can talk to. Oh, kill me now. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. Oh, shit. I'm about five cups of coffee into this. Let's do this, baby, Chad. All right. I am Joel Cheeseman. This is the Chad and Cheese podcast. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Chad Sowash. Get it! And on today's Firing Squad, we welcome, okay, Wes Winham Windler from Woven. Very nice. Wes, welcome to the show, CEO and founder and fellow Hoosier. How's it going, man? I am excited to be here. You you sound excited. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's get into you for like uh, your Twitter intro. What should our listeners know? Let's see. I guess I'm a software engineer. I'm obsessed with building teams and I'm I'm a superhero, but my only weakness is bullets. So I'm I'm pretty nervous for today. Ooh. Oh, you don't want any of that. Shouldn't have told us that, Wes. <laughs> Which I would be nice, right? <laughs> yeah. We'll, 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 we'll think about it. We, we grade Hoosiers on a curve, so we'll, we'll be especially nice. I'm yes. Sure. All right. Sooner turned Hoosier. That's fun. Some additional uh, points going into there. Tell him what he won, Chad. Wes, you're going to have two minutes to pitch Woven. At the end of those two minutes, you will hear that bell. Then Joel and I will hit you with rapid fire Q&A. If your answers start rambling or you get boring, you're going to hear the crickets. At the end of Q&A, you will receive one of three grades from Joel and myself. Number one. Big applause. 
Get that cash ready, baby. Back up the Brink truck. Number two, golf clap. Need to tighten up your game. We think it's okay, but it's Makes just okay. And then last but not least. Oh, shit. Hey, right, baby, you don't want the fire squad. That means you pack up your shit, hit the bricks, pull up that drawing board because this just ain't working. That's firing Oof. squad. Are you ready? Oof. All right. All right. I'm ready. In three, two. Woven is the best developer screening platform for remote teams. Woven customers have a high bar for developer hiring. They care about more than code. In 2015, I was the VP of engineering at a startup. Every single hire was critical. We were fully remote, so I got a ton of applications. Remote brings 10x the volume. I started off using a code quiz. It screened out folks who couldn't code bad versus not bad, but then I made a bad hire. I realized that just because someone can play putt-putt, that doesn't make them a great golfer. Engineering is more than just coding. So I created a take-home project. It was actual golf. I could tell okay from good from great. Then I had a light bulb moment. It was a Friday and I really didn't want to slog through resumes. So instead, I emailed my take-home project to everyone. I felt really smart and went home. One week later, I had to score all of those projects and I did not feel smart. But a few of the projects were good and one was great architecture, documentation, senior quality work. Then I read her resume. Wow. Only two years of experience. That was the Eureka moment. She was the best candidate in my pipeline, but I absolutely would have rejected her resume, a hidden gem. Fast forward to today, Woven does two things. First, we shrink the take-home projects down to a one-hour online assessment. It's golf, not putt-putt. Second, we use machine learning to score those projects. That saves engineering time and widens the top of the funnel. An average tech recruiter might fill one rec per month. One of our customers hired five times that many, 15 senior engineers in three months. All 15 are still there. Fully a third of our customers' hires are hidden gems. They would have been missed without us. For teams just looking for coders, there are cheaper screening options. For remote dev teams with a high bar, Woven is more than code. Where can we find you? You can find us at woventeams.com. <laughs> that was woventeams.com, kids. That's right. All right, Wes, you, you ended uh, a little bit dancing on the competition. And I I, I want to get a feel for it's a it's a crowded landscape. Totally. Obviously, Hacker Rank, uh, Wonderlick and others are doing some Codility. screening stuff. Yep. How are you guys different? Where do you where do you play in this space specifically? So uh, HackerRank is great. Those code quiz services are really useful for narrowing down your candidate pool. They can tell you if someone can't even play putt-putt and that saves you time, saves engineering time. If you want to go more than that, if you want to see problem solving, architecture, those sort of things, you're kind of on your own. You could build something like that with HackerRank and some people do. We do that part for you. So we're a layer on top of some of those code quiz services. We actually partner with Qualified.io and then we will evaluate those projects so you can tell okay, from good, from great. So there's some people, some manual labor in your product. There's some automation, it sounds like. So so talk to me through scaling, the challenges of that. Do you plan on eventually going to an all 
automated solution or will there always be people involved in the in the grading of folks so i think it will it will be automated so one of the the, the breakthroughs about 2015 uh, in nlp uh, was around evaluating natural language so we're leveraging some of those for some of our scenarios this is a proof of concept uh, we will be able to scale evaluation of we're talking about an email where we're evaluating did you thank the person or not uh, did you summarize the problem or not uh, and we can write machine learning classifiers to automate that process in the future so it'll be faster and uh, even better so on the website it says 33 percent of our customers inbound hires would have been missed in traditional hiring process mm-hmm. end quote now I, I love the story that you told about the the developer that you would have missed the question is, that is a bold statement to talk about all of your clients. How do you know a third of those candidates would not have been hired for any of those jobs? So a core part of our product, um, it's, it's not really rocket science, but it's the idea that you can switch the order of two interview steps. So some people, you have a, a, a welcome call first. Some people, they do a work simulation uh, through Woven first. By instrumenting that, and you say, okay, look at a resume. If you're excited about it, just talk to them first, then send it to Woven. If you're not, and you might reject them, send them to Woven first instead of rejecting them. And that's where we can get that 33% number. Okay, so getting into the steps, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you wanted to talk about that because the, the first step is obviously the candidate application. Now, are they doing that through a crappy applicant tracking system process or are they using a woven process? That's step one. They're using the applicant tracking system. So uh, that's something that, uh, you know, everyone hates everyone else's ATS, but a lot of recruiters are okay with their ATS. I think uh, there are better and worse ones, but that's the, the ecosystem. So we try to try to be compatible with everything everyone is already using. Trying to play nice. Okay. So the yeah. second step is an hour work simulation. This type of talent is incredibly sought after, even in mm-hmm. COVID times. Why would they take an hour to complete a work simulation? So think of this like a slider. So you can crank it all the way to the right and everybody mm-hmm. does the one hour work simulation as the next step, or you can crank it all the way to the left. If you're hiring like a principal engineer, you only have four candidates. You should talk to all of four applicants before you send them to the work simulation. That's absolutely the right thing to do. Uh, anywhere in between, you might send some of the candidates to the work simulation first and some of them you talk to first. So it's really about uh, the choice of, for the recruiter and the hiring manager Uh, based on applications. Why wouldn't you test everybody? Because again, you're talking about a bunch of individuals who perspectively, they they don't look good on paper. So Mm -hmm. why wouldn't you just test everybody just right out of the gate? And some of our customers do that, especially if you're remote. Uh, We'll do light deal breaker screening. So we'll integrate with the ATS application. We'll ask how many years of experience, can you overlap with these hours, that sort of thing. If you're a deal breaker, we'll screen them out. And then everybody else gets the work simulation. Uh, the reason you won't do that for every role, that's not the right choice, is just like you said, for more senior roles, candidates have a lot of options. And having that human touch before Woven really increases completion rate. How has how has COVID impacted your business? It, it feels like it might be the best and worst of times for a company like you. You're small and nimble. You're in the tech space, which we're hearing uh, whispers of that's coming back or that's, that's at full employment now or pretty close. Um, you're also hitting the the work from home or the 
you know, the, the, the work, the team that's in different places, but then also people aren't hiring, right. And unemployment is a, is at all time high. So Mm -hmm. talk about COVID and how that's impacted your business and and what it's going to look like going forward. Well, I think there, there's two things for us. We're a remote first team. So we were well positioned, uh, to, to be remote, but it still sucks. We still have, uh, we still have folks that have their kids at home, uh, that they have to rotate childcare. It's more stressful. We're all socially isolated. So we've had to really lean in and monitor PTO, make sure people are taking enough time off, even if it's a staycation. It's been hard. Like just not having social connection has made it hard on the team. Um, but I think we're doing okay. Um, the second thing is on the business. So uh, good news, everyone now cares about re- remote hiring. Bad news, everyone now cares about remote hiring. So we were uh, the best remote option in February, and now everyone is the you know quote unquote best remote option. So it's crowded things a little bit. I think it's accelerated accelerated remote work, which I think is a uh, I think flexible work is great. Give people the choice of where they want to live, where they want to work. Get people together on some schedule. You know, maybe that's once a week, maybe that's once a quarter. But I think that flexibility is is a really big move forward. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast. What is your current, uh, what's the highest hurdle to get a new customer and I'm curious as to what your current customer looks like. I see a lot of SMB logos on the web mm-hmm. on the website. Um, are enterprise uh, prospects, you know, in your sites as well? Or are you going to remain sort of in the SMB smaller space for the next? Let's let's call it at least the next year. We're we're focused on smaller growth companies. I think that's where we are. Ten x better than the alternative. Uh, you you need to double your engineering team. You probably just raised some money, or you're opening up a new product line. You probably don't have a huge recruiting organization. So a lot of that work would fall on the hiring manager. That's that's really where we're focused right now. And the highest hurdle to getting a client. Highest hurdle for us is we are not super good at marketing. Um, all of our uh, we're kind of grinding it out. Uh, sales Love the and honesty. Yeah, we we got a lot to learn. My plan right now is get on the Chad and Cheese podcast and then dot dot well, dot profit. So open here we up are. a new bank account, buddy, because the sales are coming in. You know, what I'm, I'm saying? waiting. I'm waiting. Depending on the score. Yeah, that's uh, true. Let's uh, let's get to the end and see how that goes. <laughs> so, Wes, how are candidates lured into Woven? Are you solely focused on just the assessment piece, or are you a part of the candidate attraction piece as well? If you would have talked to me uh, two years ago when we were just starting, I would say, we're just going to do the assessment. And what we've learned is there's a lot of value in like a little bit of like what's what's working for other people when it comes to candidate attraction. We're not out there uh, running the job boards, but we can tell you this title is going to outperform. Oh, you're hiring for this role. You should use this tactic on Indeed. And we specialize in remote teams and remote job boards are different. Like the tactics are different. Like using multi-city Indeed is like a superpower. If, if you don't know what that is, uh, maybe get out of your ATS and go log in into Indeed. You can recruit, you can source, uh, attract so many candidates by using little, sometimes free tactics like that. So we'll give advice around uh, job boards, but that's not our product. Okay. So what about from a database standpoint? Are you also pulling talent in to be able to create a database so that a company can come to you, obviously for the assessment piece, but also there's a database that's uh, available much like CoderBite or or, uh, HackerRank? 
So I should have talked to you like two years ago because it took us a while to figure this out. Uh, but we've started uh, taking candidates who are silver medalists from one customer and redirect them to another. They're, they're using sometimes the same scenarios. So we can say, this person we know is a badass. We know they fit your criteria. Uh, do you want an introduction? And that's great for the candidate. It's good for our customers. Uh, candidates also appreciate that the, the person that rejected uh, rejected them is looking out for them. So we've started doing that and uh, we've made some hires that way. Holy shit. I, yeah, that's a, that's a plus one for me there, Cheeseman. Your, your turn. <laughs> Wes, you say you're not good at marketing, uh, but you do have a podcast, uh, which is pretty rare for the people that come on the firing squad. And for any startup out there who is thinking about a podcast, what has been your experience um, launching one in terms of uh, brand awareness and getting customers, et cetera? Is it worth it? Or are you guys going to shut it down in a year? Oh, I don't know. I, I have really enjoyed the conversations on the podcast. We've had some like guests that are so smart. I've learned so much. I've had people uh, tell me they've learned things in the podcast. But we have not yet been able to turn that into anything that's really working on the sales side. So I think that is more about us than the podcast. We created 40 episodes and I'm really proud of some of the content there. We just have not quite figured out how to do that last mile. So that's a, that's a TBD for me on uh, podcast. Interesting. So you you guys got uh, about two and a half million dollars last year. Uh, Crunchbase says you've raised a total of three point one million. What is that money being used for if it's not being used for marketing? Apparently, uh, hiring engineers uh, and a little bit of sales. Um, so building out the team. Uh, we had some marketing. We just haven't really been able to figure it out. We've been doing marketing. It just hasn't uh, hasn't quite clicked. And. Is, uh, is more money raised on the uh, on the horizon or do you think you have enough for the foreseeable future? And, and if you want to raise money, what's that like in COVID? Uh, we got super freaking lucky. Like I, uh, we closed around in January right before COVID just randomly. Like there was no master plan. Like I was not like looking at the news in China and like, oh, I better get this closed. We close it. So we got two, uh, two years in the bank and we actually cut cash burn to be a little bit more conservative. Um, you asked earlier about impact of COVID. March and April were really rough for us. Uh, everyone was, ah, we're not sure about hiring. We're pausing. So it was it was pretty much a goose egg in March and April. Um, it's it's picked back up. Q2 was our best quarter. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, yeah the team's working hard. Uh, so we're we're not raising, uh, not looking to raise money uh, in the next year. But I'm I'm actually excited about raising money if we're still on Zoom. Like, man, traveling kind of sucks. There are a lot of VCs that will not fly to Indianapolis, and like flying all over the place is not a great, you know, yeah, <laughs> not a great use of time. Now it's kind of leveled the playing field. Like, if you're in San Francisco but you can't meet the VC because you can't meet at whatever fancy coffee house everyone goes to and you know does deals, mm -hmm. like right. I'm on the same Zoom screen as that guy. I, I think it's uh, it's an advantage. Interesting. Yeah, that is. So who are you partnering with? Uh, so qualified.io delivers right. our assessment. They, they have a great developer experience. They're the, if you really want to make your own assessment, they're the best place to do it. They have so much support, uh, great IDE, uh, great backend for grading. So that's really our, our biggest partner. Um, that's what it enabled us to not spend two years up front just building what they built. We could build. Mm -hmm. It's like if the first thing you had to do to be a great creator was go build YouTube, that's, that's pretty hard. If you can use YouTube and just record some videos, like then you got uh, opportunity to be really creative. And that's what we're able to do with Qualified. You're layering on top of what Qualified's already doing. Is what, you got it. You're using them as a foundation. That's right. Okay. Uh, what about integrations into applicant tracking systems, CRMs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? 
So we, uh, we kind of have two types of integrations. We will do uh, for folks that don't have an ATS, which about a third of our customers don't have an ATS when they join. Most mm-hmm. of them end up buying one. Uh, we'll integrate directly with uh, Indeed and Stack Overflow and Glassdoor and ZipRecruiter and all those to give them a way to capture candidates. Uh, for folks that do have an ATS, uh, we'll integrate. We have one, one-way integration with basically all the ATSs. I think there's nine of them that so we do one-way integration and that makes it easy to send candidates. Uh, we just did our first two-way integration last month. So pretty pumped about that. Uh, Workable is done. Two-way integration, pushing data back to the ATS and we're working on a greenhouse lever and jazz HR. I love the uh, the perspective on uh, the Zoom meetings with, with VC and the fact that you're here in in Indianapolis and not on the coasts uh, is intriguing to me. Talk about what it's like to be sort of a small Midwest startup, uh, the pros, the cons. Uh, talk to the folks out there that are maybe looking to to make a move to inside the country as opposed to where the water is. I, th- I think there are, there are a lot of this. There are disadvantages and an advantage. Everything is about trade-off if we really get down to it. Uh, the disadvantage is you can't really raise uh, three million on a you know eight million pre with an idea and like a really good pitch deck like that just doesn't happen. Uh, you can't get all your Y Combinator fin- friends to sign up for your startup, throw some logos on your deck, and then go raise money. In the Midwest, you actually have to build something. You have to sign up revenue. You have to show some traction. Investors expect it. But I think that's a benefit. I think that creates stronger uh, companies um, now that we have. I think there used to be a little bit, it used to be a little bit harder to raise that series A and series B in the Midwest. And that limited a lot of growth. I think that's getting easier. Zoom has changed things. There are enough big companies out here that have, have done well. The VCs are willing to hop on a plane to consider you. So I think the focus on customers and solving a problem and generating revenue early on is going to create some really, uh, really impactful companies that really do make an impact on the world versus, you know, raising a lot of money, getting a lot of press, having a big ideas and maybe making less of an impact, let's say. Yeah. The networks or the, uh, the, uh, secret handshakes at the, at the Starbucks in uh, San Francisco. Yes. Um, so every platform when we talk about things, making an impact, obviously being able to help companies reduce bias is, is huge, but everybody says that they can do it. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that you guys, uh, obviously are, are saying that you can do it as well. Explain how that is happening in your platform. So for me, it comes down to, uh, you know, there's lots of different types of bias. That's like a whole academic conversation that I don't don't really want to get into. What it comes down to me is, can this person, is this person going to be successful at the job? And the actual job is, is coding, is communicating, it's problem solving, it's persistence. And you can go and, you know, interview people about these things. You can like give them these psychometric evaluations, multiple choice, and like, you know, you're popping balloons. There's crazy games you can play. And supposedly that predicts those things. I'm I'm more simple. I want to see someone do the job. I want to see them answer an email uh, that's really confusing and doesn't have enough information and they have to debug a problem. I want to see them write a Slack message. I want to see them take some bad code with some like poorly defined requirements and build something cool. Uh, so that's what we do. If you if someone can do the job, that will come through. I don't know that much about all the bias things, but I know that if I see someone do the job, I'm pretty confident they can do the job. All right, Wes, this product sounds really expensive, not to sound like an infomercial, but how much can I expect to pay for Woven? And do I get Ginsu knives with it? That's yeah, the, that's especially that, especially that. Act now while supplies last and in only three easy payments. But wait, uh, there's more. <laughs> exactly. So we're, I, I think we're probably 
two to three times as, as expensive. Um, if you compare us to some of the tech screening platforms, if you compare us to headhunters, which are a lot of our customers were spending a lot of money on headhunters because they were yep. rejecting those hidden gems before us, uh, we are freaking cheap. Um, so we're yeah, somewhere in that range. Good enough. All right. So the, the I'll let you out on this one. Uh, as someone with a teenage uh, child, uh, Rose Holman versus Purdue. Who has the better engineering program? Oof. Friends don't let friends go to Purdue. That's just not something <laughs> you want to do. <laughs> and, another yeah. point, and another point for Wes. <laughs> Seriously, there are great engineers at Purdue, but you know I, I'm partial to Rose. It's, it's a great program. There's some smart folks there. Good enough. Good enough. All right, that's the bell. All right, you're a, you're an even killed guy. Are you ready to face the firing squad? Whew, I uh, I'll I'll put on my blindfold. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, <laughs> Chad, get him. You got it, man. Okay, Wes. I got to say, going after the SMB market is eh, let's just put it bluntly, fucking hard trying to actually reach out to all of those small companies instead of going for the big whales on the on the enterprise side that is hard unless you partner up with other platforms that uh, already have those SMBs right so I, I think I think you know the focus there is incredibly important if you're going to say stay in the SMB space at least for now that you really focus heavily on partnering up with those different types of platforms that already have a solid base of SMBs. The silver medalist piece, I mean, that just blew my mind. We should have been doing that 20 years ago when we when we put these platforms in place, when we put our first applicant tracking systems in place, giving those candidates amazing experiences, especially with those brands. So if I'm a tech company, that means so much to me that Yes, maybe my silver medalists might be going across the street, but they're going to love my brand because I didn't treat them like shit. And I might get them later, right? Uh, between all of this, it's very, very hard because it is incredibly noisy with HackerRank and Codility and CoderByte. And I mean, everybody wants to get into the re remote workspace, as you had said. So overall, I've got to say, it was teetering between the two, but right now I'm going to give you a golf clap. Good teetering. stuff, man. Woo. Good, good right. stuff. I thought right. I thought I was going to go big applause, but I had to back down a little bit just from the partnership standpoint. All right. All right. My turn. Take a seat. So wash. Uh, first of all, I'm really disappointed that, that we've never met Wes. Uh, you seem like a laid back dude. Like you have a good time. Uh, you're from Oklahoma and I've never met anyone from Oklahoma. I didn't like. So hopefully if regardless of how this works out, we can all get together. We can all get together for a beer uh, at some point uh, because you live in a in, live in a hub here in India of, of good beer. But uh, getting to the, to the company um, again, I think, you know, I love that you're willing to say, you know, we don't get marketing <laughs> like we we need to work on this or, you know what, we've sort of fell short in this in this area because we get a lot of people on the squad that just feed us bullshit uh, and we know it's bullshit. I, I appreciate the transparency and I think that speaks highly of, of you um, and I think that translates to the company. So I I love this idea pre-COVID. Um, I think testing tech, you know, technical skills and engineers is difficult. I think that's why you've seen uh, the success that HackerRank has had and other solutions. Um, it, it sounds to me like you take a different approach 
to pre-screening. I love the hidden gem um, sort of spin that you put on on your messaging. Um, I think you're tech focused. Uh, not having uh, expertise in employment is a little bit of a, a hurdle for me. I, I like companies that come on uh, having a few failed businesses or at least some experience and some success in the space. So I'd like to see that from you. Um, but I think that'll come uh, come in time. As a post-COVID business, um, I really like what you guys are doing and what what where you kind of fit into the ecosystem. I think we're going into more remote hiring, uh, more remote workforces. So the ability to, to pre-screen and find people, uh, particularly in engineering, is going to be more difficult and more tools like yours, um, I think, are going to be um, are going to be beneficial. So for me. Um, I think you have, a, you have a lot of work to do. I think that you understand Definitely. that and appreciate it. But the foundation of the company and what you've what you've done in three short years um, is impressive. So for me, All right. so congratulations, my friend. Yeah, how do you feel? I feel good. I didn't get shot. We got a clap. That's 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 pretty solid. <laughs> I think I, I think you're totally right about the SMB focus. It's hard. It's a slog. So I think it's something we have to figure out. Well, excellent, man. We appreciate you taking the time. And there's no question, we will be in Fountain Square when we're allowed and we will be drinking beer. But until then, another firing squad in the books. We We out. This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Chief podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.